The Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you to prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a global pastor, best-selling author, and international speaker, sharing God's message of prosperity for all nations. Kevin has flown over a million miles to 27 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences throughout the world. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin's three books, Audacious Generosity, Get to the Point, and What's Your Word, are international bestsellers with over 2 million copies sold worldwide. Kevin is the CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service publishing and marketing company in North Carolina. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. I'm Kevin, and I'm coming at you live from the USA. Uh, it's actually a cloudy morning here in North Carolina, uh, but the glow of the Lord is so bright, I have to put on my shades. Uh, I would love to know who else throughout the world is grateful for the glow of God in your life, the glory of God in your life. Send me a selfie photo of you wearing your shades, and I'll feature it on an upcoming episode. Uh, let's celebrate the glow and the glory of the Lord. Uh, he is so good. He is so faithful. Um, and I um, understand why John and Charles Wesley wrote a song, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing our great Redeemer's praise. Can you only imagine if you had more than your mouth to praise the Lord? Um, at Spirit Media, we are committed to taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations because we believe Jesus is worthy of all 195 nations praising the Lord. Uh, Eight billion people alive today on planet Earth. And we shouldn't, as the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, covered under the blood, been forgiven, been transformed from darkness to light, been snatched out of the grave and put into heaven as a result of Jesus in our place. We should not be satisfied until all eight billion are joining us in praise to Almighty God. Jesus said, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. You know what's happening right now in heaven? A major praise party. Right now, right now in heaven, worship and praise and glory and honor are going to the Lamb who is worthy. And that's what you and I have the opportunity to bring down, to bring down into our situations today. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt with as many people who are blessed, who I'm blessed to know that you are watching this show, that there are many that are in pain physically. You are drained financially. You are under persecution spiritually. 
um, you are facing opposition in parts of your life. There's there's relationship challenges, transportation challenges. There's storms hitting different parts of the world at any given time. And I know that circumstantially, the enemy will do anything you and I allow him to do to keep us from praising, to stop us from praising. But praising is a weapon. You know, right now, the world has various hotspots of conflict and war, and weapons are a big deal in these areas. Um, people of political leadership are going from one country to the next, uh, arming up, getting weapons for these wars that are, that are happening here on the earth. And yet, spiritually, you and I have the most powerful weapon known to man. And that is praise. And so I know I'm getting into uh, a message before the message, and that was 100% free. But I have another message for you before we really dive into today's word. What do you think of this new T-shirt? I am so grateful. You've heard me say it. Um, I make three commitments to the Lord every day. Uh, I, I try to, to remember this every single day. God, I will go where you say go. I will do what you say do, and I will give what you say give. And my team has put this shirt on Amazon uh, in a variety of styles. You can get short sleeve and polo and different colors and everything else. Um, but I am, I am grateful to have this message um, from the Lord in my life. What a gift it is. The love of Christ compels me to go. He is so worthy of us going of us doing, of us giving, because that's what he's done. That's exactly what he has done for you and I. And um, so I hope that you will um, make your own shirt if you can't get one off of Amazon, but you can go to Amazon and, and find these. Just look for uh, the Spirit Media shirt uh, for do, I mean, go, do, and give. And um Show me a selfie of that, and I'll feature it on an upcoming episode as well. So say hello to brothers and sisters around the world. Did you know 163 different countries watch the Kevin White Show over a period of time? Maybe not right now, but uh, who's watching in the Philippines this morning? Mabuhai. I can always know that friends from India and the USA, there's Brittany from the USA. Anybody else watching other than Brittany? There's Naomi. Hey, Naomi, how are you? God bless you. Um, Marie, hi, Claire. How are you? God bless you. Um, Suresh Bob, I love that. Bob is not an Indian name. I don't know where you get Suresh Bob. I think you mix some Indian and, and some rural North Carolina in with your name, but I love it. Uh, there is Dubai. Wow, I have been in your tower. Uh, it is so tall. You can't really see the ground. It looks like uh, very tiny ants, and yet they are big buildings. Um, but um, yeah, I love Dubai. It's beautiful, um, but um, but also sad in some ways as well because it, 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 is, a, it is a masterpiece, and yet it's very dark. Um, but thank you for your ministry there in Dubai. There's Philippines and India. Glory from India. God bless you. Namaste to all the friends in India. Uh, there is um, Burdu from... Um, from Nepal, God bless you, brother. Jaime from the Philippines, hello. Um, Mooney, yes, they're from 
Delhi. I met you in the Delhi uh, hotel and um, what a great servant you are. And I know you're a good dad as well. And I'm so grateful. Um, there's our friends from the Light Home in South India. Uh, can't wait to see you soon in the will of the Lord. Barbara from Raleigh, God bless you. Hope you and your family are doing well. Um, there is Abel from Pakistan. Hope you're doing well. God bless you, my brother. And thank you for everyone joining into the show. And I hope that you'll take time to subscribe to the channel. You can see this on the Kevin White channel on YouTube, the Spirit Media channel on YouTube, as well as the Kevin White Facebook page, the Spirit Media Facebook page, and my LinkedIn. And I hope that wherever you're watching, you will subscribe. You will like it. You will leave comments during the show. This is audience participation. You can ask questions. Uh, you can say hallelujah when it's time for a hallelujah shout. But um, we are going to dive into today's word. It is the word judge. I'm going to encourage you to put your hand together for the word judge. I don't know if you grew up looking forward to the word judge. Um, if you grew up in my era, um, I sort of grew up in what we would describe as the hell and brimstone era uh, of, of really manipulative fear toward the wrath of God. Turn or burn, uh, you know, um, back in the 70s, the church was triumphant in the resounding message of turn or burn um, and just really over, I mean, just really focused, obsessed with God's judgment on sinful man. And the Bible is very true about that. We're not going to rewrite what the definition of judge is and what, what judgment is and that God is a judge. But if you really read the Bible from Genesis 1 through Revelation 22, the entire Bible, you're going to find a love letter, not a declaration of wrath and anger. You're going to find a God who is chasing after you to bless you, to save you, to help you, to restore you, to change you, not to blast you down because you're a wicked sinner. In Christ, we are separated from our sin as far as the East is from the wrath. I mean, the East is from the West. That is not the wrath of God. That's the grace and the mercy of God. And you'll find that in this word judge if you'll look at the biblical word judge. So let's just look at what a judge is. First of all, it is a civil officer who is invested with authority to hear and determine causes, civil or criminal, between parties. And so God is a judge. He is the supreme authority. And, and Jesus is set up as a judge. And throughout the Old Testament, God revealed his judgment, his, his authority through judges. And you can read that throughout the Old Testament and into the New Testament. Um, a judge is one who has the skill to decide on the merits of a question or on the value of anything, one who can discern truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the life, and the truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. And 
And so we, we see that in the Bible, Jesus is wisdom. Wisdom is Jesus. It says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The wisdom of God came to us through the life of Jesus. And so he has the authority. He has the wisdom to decide and to discern. And, and, and so it gets even better. Not only did he show us what he is capable of. So we, we, it's, we perceive God through the father, through the son, through the Holy Spirit, and all throughout the scripture, we're seeing these views of judge, God the Father, God the Son. But in the Holy Spirit, now we have the Spirit of Christ to judge. We have the Spirit to discern. We talked about that last week in the message, Mind. And this is one of the fruits of having a Spirit-filled mind, is you now have judgment. And yet it can be used for evil. It can be used for holiness. It can be used to reveal God. It can be used to reveal that yours, the Holy Spirit is still inside an earthly vessel. And so it's important that you and I really understand judge biblically. And so look at what it means to judge, to compare facts or ideas, and perceive their argument or disagreement, and thus to distinguish truth from falsehood. And so God is the one, supremely, who determines what is true, what is false. Jesus comes and reveals that to us through his life here on the earth, and then he says, it's for your good that I'm going away because everything you've seen in me and being able to discern truth from falsehood, you're going to have now imparted into you through the Holy Spirit. A spirit of judgment. But this is not, this is not a, a pistol belt for you and I to go and blast sin off the earth. This is where we can have mind of Christ to know that our God is supreme over all the evil that we witness on the earth. To discern, to distinguish, to consider accurately for the purposes of forming an opinion or a conclusion. That's what it means to judge. And this is a gift. I hope that by the end of this talk, in just a few minutes, you will no longer have any negative connotation about the word judge. But you'll actually be grateful for a gift that has been imparted to you, the very nature, the character of God. But nowhere is God ever saying, now you are God and you go away from me and my character and my word and you just use this gift any way you want to. You speak your mind. You, you tell people off. You judge. You condemn. No. We are never invited by God to replace God. And that's where we get into trouble. But we're going to get into some nitty gritty. But first of all, let's look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. Because here Jesus talks very specifically to me and you. Not to all the others on planet Earth. He's talking to Kevin White. And he's talking to you. Will you and I let him speak to us about this word judge? It says, 
do not judge others. I mean, four, the first four words right there, Jesus, out of the man we are following, our Savior, our Lord, four words, do not judge others. Can it get any clearer? I mean, are you willing, or am I, and are you willing to hear the voice of God about this word judge and how we, how we harnessed this gift that God has given to us? Do not judge others and you will not be judged. There's a, there's a sober warning there. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Oh, my word. Can, can we take a sober pill real quick? Can we allow the Holy Spirit to really sober and humble us in the presence of God? Henry Blackaby says, you must make major adjustments to experience God. You and I have to adjust ourselves to God. So often we want God to adjust himself to us. But right here, it is very clear that God is looking for you and I to come to his standards as it relates to this word judge. Let's continue. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? For um, how can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. That's the man who hung on the cross for my sin saying, hypocrite, my Lord and Savior, hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. And then he says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. And so Matthew 7, 1 through 6, and I'm confident that you and I could stare at this for the next month straight, these six verses, and there would still be more that God would want to show us on day 31, day 32, day 33. Like there is just so much here that sometime we just rush through, but God doesn't want us to rush over the word judge anymore. And he doesn't want us to fear it. And he doesn't want us to have negative connotations about it. And he certainly doesn't want us to use it abusively. He wants us to receive a gift. But the gift is not about others. The gift is about us. I mean, the application so often, have you ever been in church and you've been tempted to think, oh, that's a good word for them. Have you ever been? I mean, that, that's how the enemy tempts us. Don't. Take this for you. Take this for others. And whenever it comes to judge, we start looking at the speck in everybody else's eye. And Jesus said, wait a minute. You've got a log in your eye, and yet you're so busy worrying about all these other specks. But we start degreeing sin. Well, my sin's a little less than their sin. Wow, can you see how big that sin is? Oh, I would never be like that. And God sees sin as sin. If it is unholy and does not bring glory and honor to him, it is sin. 
It can be your attitude. Jesus flipped the Ten Commandments upside down in the Sermon on the Mount. Flipped them completely, changed the whole standard of how to measure yourself related to holiness. And he was saying, you're never going to improve yourself to God's standard. You've got to be completely changed. I mean, you need a new heart. You need to be transformed as you change your mind. And here Jesus is calling for very practical change. Don't judge others. Judge yourself. So I want to, first of all, just look at this last passage. Well, actually, I want to give you several rhythms of don't and do. Okay. So first thing is don't judge. That's the very first thing that we get from this. Verse four, do not judge others. Like Jesus is saying, don't judge, okay? Then he says, don't judge or you will be judged. So there's a warning to that. And then he says, don't judge others, but do judge yourself. So I want you to really pay attention to the don't side and the do side. Don't judge others. So really, you should, you and I should write the biggest resignation letter that we could ever write and determine that from this day forward, we will not judge others. But Jesus here is saying about the log in your own eye, you've got to judge yourself. So whenever it comes to judge, your job is not others, your job is you. Let the judge, almighty God, have his way in you and it will change the world with others. So often in marriage, we pray, God, fix my spouse instead of, God, what needs to change in me? In a business relationship, there's a conflict. God, you're going to have to go work on them. And God's saying, no, I'm, I'm in your life for a reason. I want to work on you. And when we allow him to do that, it opens up access of the spirit to work in other people's lives. But we can get so busy, so convinced, everybody else needs the move of God in their life instead of me passionately pursuing the move of God in my own life. Don't judge others, judge yourself. So the next one, don't judge people far from God for being far from God. I wish there was a button somewhere on planet earth that I could just flip a switch and the church would absolutely stop judging people far from God for being far from God. Have you ever been on a street somewhere and someone's standing on a box and they are preaching up a storm? God bless street preachers, but the message cannot be you are under judgment for being far from God, turn or burn, you sinner. It, it needs to be the elevation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel, the Jesus in my place message. And so often the church has disgraced the Savior and His grace and His goodness by judging people far from God for being far from God. Do judge. If it weren't for the grace of God, you too would be far from God. Now, I cannot even do that for you. I can only do that for me, okay? And I'm doing it right here as a witness in front of you. 
if it read my lips, I'm I'm being as honest as I per, as I possibly can. If it were not for the grace of God in my life, Kevin White's life, I too would be far from God. I look back and there were so many opportunities to have gone a different way. But God called my name out. He pursued me. When no one was pushing me toward God, he came after me. If it were not for the grace of God, I would be far from God too. If you're going to judge people far from God, you're going to have to judge me. I would be too. And I love you, but so would you. Don't ever get over the grace of God. Don't ever, don't ever stop taking communion. Do this in remembrance of what he has done. So don't judge people for being far from God. But do judge that if it were not for the grace of God, you and I would be far from God. Let's look at this verse on pigs, because that's very interesting. And what Jesus is saying there is don't judge pigs. Think about the farm animal pig. You probably have wild pigs in your area. You know what pork is. They're dirty. They're muddy. Um, they're stinky. And Jesus is saying don't judge pigs for being pigs. But he says do judge pearls. And what he's getting at there is in your judgment, know what is of true value. So many people lack value in their life. They're just allowing the world to push and declare value. And I would say of the 8 billion people alive today on planet Earth, the vast majority struggle to have any sense of value. And you're not going to find it until you find the Savior who's going to declare you valuable enough to die for you. That's where your value comes from. And so don't judge pigs, do judge pearls. Pearls are valuable. Hyderabad is the city of pearls. Pearls are in that biblical time, one of the most valuable jewels. I'm not even sure if diamonds were really that widely known like they are today, but it's whatever equates value is what Jesus is getting at. He also says, don't judge pigs. Do judge investment. So he's saying, don't throw your pearls down in front of the pigs. They will trample on it. That's a waste. Jesus is saying, don't be, don't be wasteful. Have judgment to know where to invest. I see people arguing with people who have no, no willingness to hear anything from the Lord. And you can argue until you're blue in the face and they will not listen. Jesus didn't go around picking fights, looking for people that he could disrupt. He talked to the woman who reached through thousands of people to touch the hem of his garment. He looked for where God was at work. He looked for people pursuing God. You love the message of blind um, Bartimaeus who got up in the tree. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. And they told him to shut up and he screamed all the louder. Jesus turned 
turned to him. So be very careful to judge investment. Where should you invest? I'm running out of time. I might have to do a part two here. Um, Jesus says, don't judge pigs, but do judge safety. Safety. Um, he talked about how the pigs will turn on you and attack you. And we have the mind of Christ to judge safety. I have been in so many unsafe places as a result of following Jesus in the Great Commission. And yet I have been very fearful. I have been fearful very few times because God's given me a mind of judgment to know if he's called me there, why should I fear man? He's got me. He's with me. It can be in airports. It can be in planes. It can be in back offices, that uh, homes that I didn't know where I was walking into and all these places around the world. And yet, there's been judgment of safety. And yet I've had people refuse to go on mission trips because their mom was afraid. Their aunt was afraid. And instead of judging where they would be the safest, you will be safer in the will of God any day. Just ask Jonah, then you will be running from the word of God. Safer in the Great Commission than you will be in the USA. You know, it's funny because I consider the USA one of the most dangerous places to live on planet Earth today. And yet for years, people have flocked to the U.S. for the American dream. And yet there are many places around the world where there are no gun violence like you're finding in the U.S. today. That's a whole nother subject, but God has given us the mind of Christ for safety. And I'm going to just stop right there. I've got I've got more. Uh, and I'll, I'll bring bring this back in just a, um, I'll, I'll try to schedule this very soon. Uh, part two on judge. Um, maybe even next week. I think, I think that there's some flexibility and I can bring back part two. And I had no clue it was going to burst open like this because as I'm going through preparing messages, there are some that just um, really, um, I get a starter. And then I work through it during the episode. And then there's others where it just grows. And this has just been one of those where it's just really grown. It's really blessed me. And I hope that it'll bless you. But let's pray. I, I really don't want to leave this rushed. I want to just pray over you that a supernatural occurrence um, is a gift that you and I can judge where we're safe. We can judge where to invest. We can judge what is of value. And so often we get into trouble because we, we don't take time to judge. And yet the Holy Spirit, it's not that I have to start doing the role of the Holy Spirit. I need to get out of my mind and into His. That's what having the mind of Christ looks like. But the output is this gift of judgment. Let me pray for that gift in your life. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for what you've done in my life. And I just pray that it'll transfer into, multiply into lives all over the world. God, I'm praying for sound judgment over Pakistan today. The people of God in Pakistan, the people of God in India, in Philippines, in Lithuania, in the USA, in Canada, in Mexico, in Germany, 
in all 195 nations, I'm asking you for the gift of sound judgment. So show us you as the judge. Show us what it means to judge. Show us what you are and what you have deposited into us through the Holy Spirit. You've given us access to the judgment seat of God. And it's not for the purposes of blasting wrath and sin, but it's compassion and mercy of revealing a Savior's blood and love over such a needy, dark world. If there's ever a day that we need judgment, it's today. And it's, again, not for only the purpose of rebuke, but for the purpose of health, the purpose of life, the purpose of prosperity. Father, give business leaders judgment over their business. Give spouses judgment over their marriage. Give parents judgment over their family. And give each and every one of us judgment over our souls that we would become more and more and more and more and more and more dependent on you. I pray your blessing that you would meet physical needs, that you would heal, that you would take care of transportation and housing and land and all of the practical things. But God, please don't pass us by with this gift of judgment. And we will give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sorry for going over, but I hope that you receive the gift of God. I love you. I praise God for you. Pray for me. I am praying for you. And I'll see you back here next week on the Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing The Kevin White Show. Visit kevinwhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more, all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's kevinwhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at spiritmedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of prosperity in the presence of God.